Everybody, it's Joe Jonas hanging with Jag. Hi, this is Carly Rae Jepsen, and you're listening to Jag. Ryan Seacrest with Jag is B.O.B. So much swag with my homie Jag. And now, a look at this week in podcasting news. It's the Jag Show podcast. Welcome in. I am John Jangay. I want to thank all of you who commented on last week's special episode, The Death of Music Radio. I was kind of worried about coming across as bitter towards radio, but most folks in those radio circles found my commentary maybe a little bit harsh, but fact-based and fair. There's a link to last week's episode in today's show notes if you want to check it out. That said, with the special episode last week, have two weeks of podcasting news to catch you up on today, so let's get right into it. Twitter almost bought Clubhouse in the last week or so. Business Insider said they were in talks to buy the platform for $4 billion, but those talks did fizzle out. And as far as this week's actual acquisitions, Spotify bought Locker Room, which is kind of a sports talk version of Clubhouse, and Libsyn bought AdvertiseCast. Speaking of Spotify, more debate as to whether or not they've taken over Apple or are close. It looks like we're going to get some competing data for a while. Podcast host Buzzsprout said they had more downloads on Spotify than on Apple Podcasts in the month of March. Now, as far as podcast hosts, they're kind of out on their own there. Other podcast hosts still say Apple is number one. But with competing and conflicting data, we could be seeing the beginning of a sea change in that regard. Now, at the other end of the spectrum, Samsung mobile phones are going to start coming with the Samsung free app, and you can listen to podcasts on it. So we'll see if that affects any Spotify and Google podcast numbers on Android devices. Pretty simple for Apple iPhone users to listen in Apple Podcasts. Not as straightforward for Android users to have a podcast app of choice. iHeartMedia continuing to pad its all-star roster, announcing podcasts with Robin Roberts, Bethany Frankel, and Chelsea Clinton. Uh, They've bought and leveraged their way into being the number one podcast publisher by audience for the month. That is according to PodTrack. Now, as for their app, still not a ton of use outside radio circles but they are the number one publisher in the country by audience. Amazon continuing to invest in the podcasting space. Podcast producer Wondery, now owned by Amazon, is going to double its staff. A lot of hiring going on in California. There's a link to that article in today's show notes. This morning, I had a client ask if she should ask for reviews at the end of her show. Now, that is a common misperception that I want to address here that reviews get you to the top of Apple podcast charts. Not actually true. What gets you to the top is an algorithm that's proprietary. Apple doesn't share what it is. But we have learned that gaining new subscribers or followers, people subscribing to your show, does help that algorithm. More importantly, though, those charts are not how people find podcasts. The top three methods of podcast discovery are internet searches, social media, An old school word of mouth. Don't put artificial importance on getting to the top of Apple's charts. While we're on the topic of Apple's charts, though, Dan Meisner of Pacific Content says that a year ago, so-called Godcasts, those are religious podcasts, were the top category in Apple. But now in 2021, it's education followed by society and culture. Now, this is important. If you have a podcast category that fits nicely into Apple's list of categories, easy. But if you're on the fence between different categories when you're choosing the category for your podcast, pick the least crowded category for your show. That'll give you less competition. Now, obviously, don't pick a category that's way outside what your show's about. But if you can make an argument for your show being in a particular category, go for the least crowded category. That is uh, linked in uh, the show notes today, Dan Meisner's article 
from Pacific Content. Pod Chaser has brought back its reviews for good program. They're going to donate 20 cents to Meals on Wheels for every review you leave on their platform. Link in the show notes. A lot of times I get asked how to monetize your podcast. Now, it's not easy. Generally speaking, you got to have a ton of downloads or have a really specific niche to your podcast. You can hit advertisers in that niche. But here is some good news. The IAB, or Interactive Advertising Bureau, they say that advertising in the digital audio space went up 12.2% in 2020 in spite of the pandemic, more money being spent on digital audio. And if you're wondering about the effectiveness of podcast ads, consider this. I heard enough live reads myself in listening to Podsafe America for Magic Spoon Cereal that I finally decided to try it. The idea of this cereal is that it's sweet like the cereal you had as a kid, but high in protein, low in carbs and sugar, and they say that it's less than two bucks a bowl. Problem is, the minimum purchase is four boxes. And even with whatever discount code used from whatever podcast you heard it on, it's 35 bucks for four boxes of cereal. I finished my first box, the chocolate, which is basically a Cocoa Krispies knockoff. A little sweet, not bad. I still have the uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch and Frosted Flakes knockoff flavors to try. Bottom line, not bad, but not worth $35 for four boxes of cereal. Now, I'm not saying go back to sugary cereal, but some carbs are okay. We need to stop vilifying them. Just ask my registered dietitian client, Melissa Joy Dobbins, host of the Sound Bites podcast. My overall point, though, podcast advertising works. I have 35 reasons to tell you why it does. All right, Squadcast has a blog on monetizing your podcast, including promo exchanges, targeting advertisers, working with large agencies, or even trying a service like Podcorn, C-O-R-N, uh, that matches podcasters up with advertisers. I'm going to give it a shot for my podcast here, and I'll let you know how it goes. If you hear advertisers on this show, you know it's going well. Uh, there's a link to that Squadcast blog in today's show notes. Squadcast is still my preferred remote recording app for audio, but they do have a limit of four participants. So I've actually been using Riverside.fm for larger groups on a recording. And the big news from Riverside this week is they now have an iOS app that is in public beta. The idea behind it is if your guest is on an iPhone or an iPad, you can have them on your podcast or on your video using their device's camera and microphone. Again, it's still in beta, but it could be a game changer if you have remote guests that aren't easily in front of a computer. I've run into that a few times too. Oh, I can't join for my iPad? No, you got to join for your computer. This could change that. Other tech news this week, Spotify is testing a Hey Spotify feature. It's going to work like Google, Siri, or A-L-E-X-A. I won't say her name. It will allow your Spotify app to play music or podcast with just a voice command and not have to pick up your phone or your device. And for those of you like me who use the Rodecaster Pro box, that's what I'm recording on right down here, uh, they have another firmware update, also in beta. It's going to have enhanced features for the sound pad buttons, a button to mute the audio on the fly if somebody were to swear, and of something they call the trash talk button. It's going to mute everything that gets sent over Bluetooth or USB to your guest. Not a huge fan of this trash talk name. It's kind of got a negative connotation to it. And always remember that golden rule of broadcasting. Assume any mic you are around is hot. Don't say anything bad about your guest. It could come back to bite you. I first learned that at Syracuse University. And a huge thank you to Professor Tina Perkins and her Newhouse class at Syracuse University. They had me join them via Zoom as a guest speaker this week. And I've had... Quite a journey over the last 20 years, working my way through radio and eventually starting my own podcasting company and watching it grow. And I got to tell you, to be asked to come back and speak to a class at my alma mater with some really engaged students who had some great questions, 
it was really humbling and a cool moment for me and a bucket list item for sure to be asked to speak to a class at Syracuse. So thank you, Professor Perkins, and thank you to the students for that. Some great questions as well. That'll do it for the JAG Show this week. As always, stay healthy and stay safe. I will talk to you next week. Later. If you like what you just heard, share the JAG Show with someone else who's interested in podcasts. You can also follow the JAG Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. For help creating or improving your podcast, visit jagindetroit.com.